My humidifier looks nothing like a coffee maker, Sean. Ricky Nelson and sniff this unit. <laughs> yes! <laughs> you know that's right. It's the season five review for this podcast and for Psych. And it starts right about now. I've heard it both ways. 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 Yes, and welcome back to I've Heard It Both Ways. I'm your friendly neighborhood backcracker, Dr. Joe, riding shotgun in the blueberry with me, as always, is the Blackjack Betting, Delmonico Steak Eating, Penny Slots Pulling, Woo, Roulette Winning, Bellagio Staying, Wyden Dining 69, and Son of a Gun, he's having a hard time holding those alligators down, is my guy, Billy D. Oh, and Jacob's joining us today. How's it going, Jake? Just great, Doc. Can't wait. <laughs> Very excited. Very excited to talk about a uh, the 2019 Patriots of Psych Seasons. Oh, he's, he's coming in. Oh, can't hear, we can't hear William, so we're going to let him fix his mic. I have, and I will, I've broken his Was mic. that the last Brady year? That, yeah, that was the Titans playoff game. Yeah, Jesus Christ! And then nothing else, nothing else bad happened in the world after that. So we were no, we were no. Uh, our deal with the devil officially ended. <laughs> That's all right. But now I'm good. Always, always happy to be here. Always happy for my uh, my biannual appearance on the, uh, <laughs> the great the great podcast, the preeminent psych podcast. I still have, I still can't believe you guys haven't gotten the creator on here. It's it's an injustice. It really well, we is. We have freaking competition now. We fucking and they're almost that we we got to we got to stay consistent doc cuz they're on our heels. I think no, you guys well, yeah. know more about the show than they do though, honestly. Oh, 100%. 100%. I would put it up there like I think we know for certain better about this show than like half of the writers. Half of them. Oh, 100%. I mean, have you seen some of these episodes that we're going to talk about today? We definitely know a lot more about this mm -hmm. show. I'd put my uh, money on it. <laughs> well, welcome back, everyone. I know uh, we, we had a, a few weeks off here. Billy was in Vegas, mm -hmm. hence the, the, the Vegas-themed intro for him today. He was out there winning money, you know, popping slots like you read about. And uh, But we're here to talk about Psych Season 5. It's our recap episode. This is uh, one of my favorite episodes you know, of the season where we take a look back at the things that made us laugh, the things that made us uh, cringe. Uh, mostly that'll be Jake's takes today. Uh, <laughs> just kidding. But maybe not. Um, but I, I'm, I'm looking forward to this because we do actually have – it's a little little divisive, which is good. It, it makes for a lot of good uh, entertaining um, – uh, talk so uh before we we get into it uh we'll let jake lead off uh what were your overall thoughts of the season specifically how it started started off okay i did i did like how uh in romeo and juliet and juliet they built off of juliet's you know ptsd from the yang yin yang what missed the yin rather yin incident <clears throat> and that was good good exploration of that and her overcoming uh, and saving Sean as she does so often. So it started out fine. Um, you know, we'll get into this more as we talk about the season. I was not very thrilled with this season, especially upon rewatching it. I rewatched it actually only a couple weeks ago. Um, I did like a deep psych rewatch and I don't know. I thought this season was stronger overall and it starts out fine. I mean, again, 
a bad episode of Psych is still better than most television that I'd watch anyway. But yeah, I mean, if you're talking like how they started season premiere wise, pretty solid. I mean, I think it's in my top five or six, top seven, something like that. So it's a good episode. But ultimately, I think it, I don't know, I think they kind of lost their fastball a little bit this season, personally. How about you, William? I couldn't disagree more. <laughs> um, I thought the season was incredibly strong, especially at the start. Great episodes out of the gate. I'd say up until about episode nine. Um, but I would say from like one to eight was probably one of my favorite stretches in the history of the show. It contains two of my all-time favorite episodes, probably two of my top four uh, in Sean 2.0 and Viagra Falls, which will be a divisive uh, <laughs> conversation later, but oh my God. Um, I'm, just, I'm sorry. I'm just seeing your rankings now. Yep. I, yep. I, I think something came up. I think I might have to duck out. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh, this is injustice. <laughs> I'm good. No, I'm good for now. Uh, so yeah, I think we'll get the into it a little bit later on. on. Um, so, but yeah, I really like the way it started. Yeah, I, I would agree. Now I, I'm, I can't believe I'm saying this. I'm kind of with Jacob here where in my head, I I've always like, <laughs> I've put season five up on the pedestal. Um, but my, my, my recollection of season five and then rewatching again, as we have, you know, over the last several months is that maybe it's not as, um, as definitive, like the best season of psych as I, thought it was but it's still it's still really damn good and i thought it started off really well it has some of my my high, highest rated episodes are you know it, it's got more highly rated episodes from uh, pineapple square wise for me uh than the second half did and i thought the first half you know uh episodes one through eight for the most part uh were were, were very consistent going into how it finished mm-hmm. in sort of the second half of the season I think again, it like out of the eight episodes, two I had as I think you know rated perfect episodes, eight out of eights. But it had also some of the, my lowest psych rated episodes. Period. So it was a, it was it was much less consistent. And I think taking a look at the season as a whole, I sort of mentioned this in the, in the group chat earlier. This was like season five is a perfect bell curve, where we've got at least I had three eight out of eight rated episodes. I had three episodes that were rated sub six um, and then a whole bunch in the middle that were like sevens, seven and a half, you know, somewhere in that race. They really made up that, that, that sort of very nice roast beef in the meaty part of the curve counter number one. Um, so I thought overall it was a very strong season. <clears throat> I enjoyed it. The highs were really friggin' high. The lows were absolutely putrid, but like the, the batting average through the middle there was uh you know, it was it was at the very least, you know, it was it was a solid three three hundred, you know. I will just say this is I think my favorite. No, this is my favorite psych season. It's got six of my all-time favorite episodes. I just counted the only one that comes close is season four with five, but right off the rip, I would put six in my top twenty-five. So to me, this is the best season slugging percentage wise of psych that we've done for sure. I think season four might have had a higher like overall average of shows that I liked. And, 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 and also I think too, like part of the middle part of this season too, it was very up and down. Cause I thought, I thought it started strong and then we had another really good run and then it, you know, we'll talk about the finale soon, but like there was a stretch from episode six through nine. Nice. Where you had, <laughs> it went, 
eight, five and a half, eight, 5.8, like up and down, up and down, up and down. Like you had these really great episodes sandwiched in between some really, really bad episodes. And so I thought that like bogged the season down just a little bit upon rewatch, but still I thought season five, I mean, season four and five. And then I can't wait to rewatch six because you talk about starting off on a heater. Season six is going to be absolutely excellent. And I think I forget how good that season is. Uh, but this is, this is up there. I mean, we're, we're in the prime of psych right now. Well, I'll, uh, let me, let me tackle the, I don't know if you guys are already on this topic, but how the season finished. Are we onto that yet or not? Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So I thought it, it finished stronger than it started. I mean, the last five episodes were, you know, dual spires, you had the, the police Academy episode, the, well, you guys don't, we'll get into it. I guess you guys don't like the, I guess it really is the polarizing express because you guys hated it, but whatever. It's fucking suck. Uh, the stupid polar bear <laughs> one, which sucked. And then the finale. So, a decent run there again. I don't even really. I've never seen Twin Peaks. I said this in the in the chat, but even I was, you know, I I appreciated how much they. From what I know about Twin Peaks, they stuck to it pretty decently. Mm-hmm. So that was good to see. And anytime, literally anytime Ray Wise is on the screen in this show, I'll I'll be that's Father what? What's his name? Father what? Father Wesley. I thought it was Father Wesley. Damn it. Yeah. Uh, no, anytime he's on the screen, he's just knocked down, drag out, funny. But um. So I like that. They did a good job with that. So I think it it ended a little bit stronger than I think it started. And I think in the middle of this season, I know we disagree, but there's some <laughs> there's some real stinkers. But uh, yeah, I, I think it, it finished decently strong. In terms of my overall rating, I gave it a five out of eight. I really don't love this season that much upon rewatching it. And I'll, I'll get into a little bit more as we get into the episode rankings, because that's really where I can dive into some of my issues. But it just it lacked. I mean, season four when we we talked about that, I was so invested. Loved season four. I think, like Billy said, I think it, I think it might be my favorite season. I think season two might be second, and then season three after that. Season one will probably always be the worst. It's just because it's season one. But actually, season eight might give it a run for its money. Spoiler. But uh, see, I think that two through seven stretch. Even though I don't love this season, it's I would still watch it all in one day, probably just like not even mm-hmm. thinking. So yeah. it's still a good season. Again, the worst season of Psych is still better than a lot of the TV I watch. But it it just upon rewatch, I was like, this kind of just lacks a little bit to me. Like season, I've seen all these seasons a billion times. Like I mean, maybe not as much as you guys have, but I've seen it a lot. And even the ones I've seen a lot from season four, season three, season two, I'm like, oh, like you know, obviously you know what's gonna happen. But it's still great. A lot of great jokes. But something about this season just kind of it lacked a little bit. So again, still solid. Yeah season but I, I wasn't a huge fan i'm not going skip bayless on you i'm not trying to do this for, <laughs> for controversy i'm just being honest fair enough how about you billy uh yeah i mean we kind of covered this a little bit with me earlier but i thought it finished fairly decently um it wasn't super strong i did like the way they ended the yang trilogy i did like the um the polar bear one but hated the polarizing express uh, just alone for the uh, the soapbox joke, <laughs> like that that kills me every time. So uh, it was, you know, I definitely didn't like the end as much as the beginning. As I said, one through eight, Hall of Fame stuff. But as it finished, yeah, what are you gonna do? So yeah, we'll, I we'll think... make up for it next season. <laughs> 
Well, I can't wait until we get to last night, Gus. That, oh that my is God. just you oh want to talk God. about a, you want to talk about strong Woody episode. That might be that, that might be that might be up there with season four, where I think we all knew what number one was going to be before we even did the recap. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I don't, I don't think there's much debate about that one. Yeah, I don't think so either. So, uh, so now diving into some of the nitty gritty here, like some of our, you know, before we get into the awards, one of the things we like to talk about is you know which character, you know, grew the most. And I think, I think we're all fairly consistent. My, my pick's a little bit different than yours, than, than what you two guys had. And uh, I, I mean, I, I, I agree. I agree with you guys. I, you know, I think it, it could have really gone a couple of different ways, but, you know, for me, when I take a look at the season and, you know, by now all the characters are, are really well established, right? Sean is Sean, Gus is Gus, right? But that's one of the great things about the show is that, even though they're well-established characters, they're still sort of evolving, you know, up and right up until the finale and then even in, into the movies. And, and, and so I, I went with Jules because we didn't get a lot of Jules this season, but I thought there were, there were several episodes um, in which she, you know, uh, really shined Romeo, Juliet and Juliet, as she's coming off the trauma from the, uh, the, the, the finale from season four, uh, you know, what we get from her in the season finale this year, you know, Yang at 3D, you know, the the inevitable Sean and Jules connection, uh, you know, and that and her her acting in extradition part two. Like, I just thought she did a really great job. Her character grew um, and and everything they had built up into that point just sort of came in a culmination. So I went with Jules, but you guys both picked the same character. And again, uh, both really good decisions. Well, you know what? But before I get to Sean, I do want to make a, you bring up a good point, Doc, in terms of growth. Juliet starts the season petrified about yeah. what she went through with Mr. Yin. And she ends the season going into his house to go take him down. That's what yeah. we call full circle. Really came yeah. full circle. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I went with Sean. I mean, I think, I think it, normally Juliet probably would win this, but I think, I mean, Sean was ready to move on, like ready to, you know, was telling like, go, you know, go have a great trip, you know, take a lot of pictures, make a lot of memories. And it showed a lot, a lot of maturation on his part. I mean, it, you know, we see it a little bit more in season six too. <clears throat> That's season six has Neil Simon's lover's retreat, right? That's season six. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we see, and then one of, one of maybe I, I can already write down my favorite gag for season six. The DS is already my favorite gag. Um, but <laughs> stop saying the hotel is sorry for our loss. <laughs> yeah. <Tony's not> a <laughs> person. Unless it's hard to re- rename it the Tony Hale award. Um, <clears throat> but anyway, you know, I went with Sean. I mean, I think not, he, he was really committed to <clears throat> trying to make it work with Juliet, but I think he realized, you know, she has something great here. He was ready to move on. Obviously that spoiler did not happen, but it was impressive to see somebody who started the show as this, you know, a resistant to commitment type person. I know he's grown a lot since then anyway, but it, it was uh, a nice development to see that. Very unexpected too. You thought he would go back there and try to make this big plea, but in the end he does the complete opposite. So it worked out for him, but still. Sean 2.0 is to me the big turning point in his character because he sees his equal. He sees what Julia can have and he knows kind of what he has to be. And he's actually – like you said, I think it's at the end of that episode. It's actually, you no, know, the end of the next episode, which is yeah. not one of my favorites, but like the, you know, take a lot of pictures stuff. You kind of see him 
finally not being selfish. And I think that was for her the thing that kind of tipped the scales because in the first Yang one, she was ready there. But then Sean kind of was a dick about the whole Abigail thing. You know, even with the the John Cena episode too, he like kind of throws it in her face. So I thought this was a very good season for Sean. And just overall, like it was his season. Like they gave him a lot of overcoming obstacle episodes. And I know he's the main protagonist, but a lot of times it's been left to like Gus or Lassie to character build them in the previous seasons. And this season, it was really all Sean. Yeah. Yeah. He really, he was the star. And uh, yeah, I, I, I could have, you could have talked me into to pick and shot as well, but yeah, Jules for me, it was just a great, it was a great Sean and Jules season. And, and that's sort of where the show goes. And, and again, the, the whole build up to their relationship, I thought, I thought was done perfectly. I was, very um, close. I was so close to McNabb. I was, I almost went to McNabb. <laughs> I almost but, McNabb. Love but, that guy. Do you know, he's like a really good professional poker player, by the way. I did not know that. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, he's that a doesn't surprise me. I feel like he has a pretty good poker face. Yeah, because right. yeah, he just has that dumb look. Huh? <laughs> so Jake already gave us his season rating score. Mm-hmm. Five out of eight pineapples. Woof. Buzz's girlfriend. Um, but Billy, I'll let you I'll let you go with your score. Oh, wait, wait, before you guys give your rankings, I sent I sent uh Dave, my podcast co-host, shout out the link to this stream to the, the Twitch stream. And he said, season five was excellent. So you have somebody else on your side. Woo-hoo. Damn yeah. right. Yeah. 7.2 for me. Because um, the highs for me were legitimately ridiculously high. Mm-hmm. I love Sean 2.0. It's probably my favorite episode of Psych. I always liked Viagra Falls, but I like it even more. Chivalry is not dead, but somebody is. Another one of my favorites. Not uh, even Close Encounters. Feet Don't Kill Me Now. Dual Spires. And I do love <laughs> Lassie's sister so (laughs) with all that being said 7.2 just because for me this is the one I always think of when I think of psych I think of this season yeah when I when I go to quote psych I'm quoting a lot of these you know these episodes especially um, you know uh, Viagra Falls uh, feet don't fail me now uh, you know (laughs) they're just giving them away (laughs) giving them away I've got two Achilles heels and <laughs> I don't pussy. Nobody pussy foots around or however, however it goes. Um, Which, I, I know I'm, I don't mean to tell, tell, tell tales out of school here. I think we've already done it, but what was the season with lion Ryan? Was that season two? Uh, that season four. Three? four. Yeah. Yeah. So all I can think of are the stupid, uh, the quad, the quattro quesos. Chief Vic, what is on my desk? (laughs) They don't travel well. Uh, Sorry. So, so this was the this is the first season recap where I've actually gone through and done some statistics. I actually did some some math and goo here, Uh, and so I averaged out all of my uh, pineapple scores. And I think this was also maybe the first season where we actually, um, like, we didn't start scoring it one way and then changing how we scored them in a completely different halfway through. Uh, so I started, you know, you know, averaged them all out, and I got a, I got a seven point zero one, which I felt to be you know pretty pretty spot on, right? Because like you've got, like I said, the the three damn near perfect ep- or the three perfect episodes. I think Sean Point Viagra Falls, uh, and uh, Dual Spires, and then the the three brutal ones and Polarizing Express and uh, whatever the other two are. 
Uh, um, we'll get to that. No, I, I know what you're doing right now. <laughs> I don't like it. <laughs> but like the like I said, the batting average of this season was was really consistent. Like the the that that meaty part of the curve, counter number two. Um, they were all grouped together. They all had very similar scores. They're all, you know, for the most part, very enjoyable. You know, they all had laughs and we love them for, you know, for different reasons. So it was fairly consistent in that part. So like, you know, this is, I think is probably as close to a perfect season as we're going to get. Like, I, again, I can't wait to rewatch uh, season six, but I know there's a ton of episodes in there that I love. And I'm sure there's some that I've forgotten about how much I like them and, I've season seven and eight are just like complete. Like I've only watched them once uh, all the season way seven. through. I've watched through season seven more than I have season eight. <laughs> so, uh, you know, as, I love as, season four episodes. Just watch all the time. <laughs> yeah. So it'll be really fun to do these next three seasons because, uh, you know, there's a lot of really good ones and there'll be a lot of like, oh shit, I completely forgot about that episode. So, I mean, I think, you know, Barring Jake's, you know, extreme outlier here, we're 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 pretty consistent in saying this is a this is a damn good um, season of Psych. So um, let's let's get into the awards, boys, shall we? Unless you have anything else you'd like to say, defend yourself, possibly, Jake. Uh, I'll I'll wait till later for that. Don't <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> so we have the Buzz Award for favorite side character. So I did something different. Uh, you know, for this this season recap, where I added the Goochberg Award for favorite guest star, because I think we, we really should differentiate between side character characters that are there on a more you know frequent basis versus the great guest stars that we have. And it, I thought it was very fitting. Uh, well, we lost Billy. So yeah, I know gonna... I know he froze. I was like, yeah. Well, I, uh, I thought he was being very still. Then I saw that the video behind him stopped playing. So I was like, all right, I don't think he's. I don't think he just stopped moving. So, so we'll we'll carry on here. You know, that's what they do in in radio in, in the in the podcasting world. We don't stop. We just that's right. We just we just keep going, and and uh, right. hopefully Billy will rejoin us shortly. Um, but I really wanted to distinguish those two. Um, uh, and I thought Goochberg really was the perfect person to give this award. I was gonna I was gonna name it the Nigel Saint Nigel Award. But Ooh, I yeah I don't know man I I think I might go Nigel saying Nigel award I think he might be the best guest star they've ever had oh, yeah I'm not done but 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 Goochberg needed her day she needed she needed she needed her shine and, and who am I to deprive Goochberg of such a <laughs> distinguished uh, award did I miss the uh, Buzz award by nope, the way no, nope. no Doc, I was stalling Doc, for Doc you very professionally <laughs> Sorry. stalling my internet literally just went out so I don't know what the hell that was all about so yeah. Uh, I saw you changed your answer, Doc, because I don't think yeah, you understand gonna, what a side I character is. Too, Billy. I flagged <laughs> yeah. that too. So, 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 okay, I'll, I'll, I'll lead this off uh, because I saw what you guys put. Because I was, I was gonna put Woody, but then I was thinking, like, I really loved Lassie this season. I thought is he, he a had side some character, his, though. But he's side he, character. He's not right. He's well, a supporting actor. Right. So this, this was my thinking before I changed it. You're right? in the main title sequence. You're not a side character. <laughs> yes, I'm aware. But I, let me explain myself, okay? <laughs> <laughs> that was succinctly put, Jake. <laughs> when, when I when yeah. I think of psych, I think of the main two characters. It's, it's Sean and Gus. They are the main characters. And I yeah. consider everyone else sort of side characters. But no. you, But... 
But they aren't side They're characters. Supporting you guys characters. are they are supporting you know, characters. My you know it's funny. My favorite side character on Seinfeld is George. I think he's just so good. <laughs> right, right, right. So I was I was telling you where my headspace was at. Okay? Stalin is a great side character, a monk if you've ever seen. <laughs> right. So when I saw that you guys had Woody, Will and Grace, you know who was a great side character? Will. <laughs> I was gonna say Will. Will. <laughs> so I'm just telling you when I, I'm, I'm this is me, right? When I think of it's the main characters are Sight, are Sean and Gus, and then it's everyone else. But you was guys, Paul right. Evigan or Paul Reiser? Oh no, Greg <laughs> Evigan or Paul Reiser, the side character <laughs> in my two dads. <laughs> So when I saw that and I said to myself, they're right, Joseph. You're a fucking moron. <laughs> they're not side characters. You're in the main title sequence. <laughs> That's fucking great. I mean, I think it's I think it's a pretty good. Well, yeah. So I think we've gone it, Doc. Chief Vic is in the main title sequence. Would you call her a supporting character? She was hardly in the scene. I would not call her. I would call her a main character. She is the chief of police for the police department they work for. <laughs> Yeah, she was in a whopping like three episodes this season. Well, was like, we, we don't we don't we don't need to go. Anyways, <laughs> you got. I, I've admitted I, I was wrong. Okay, I I admitted I was wrong. I'm not arguing you. I'm just just trying to explain where my headspace was at the time when I wrote uh -huh. down my answer. But we are all unanimous with the Buzz Award. It is Woodrow because he's the fucking man, and I think we should just permanently. Just keep him here for the remaining seasons because there's what, no way in hell he's not winning it uh, next season. I mean, next season, just for for last night, Gus alone, he wins the award. Yeah. He um, might, he, he might, I might give him my favorite character for next honestly, season. He's, he's going to be in the running for it, honestly. Um, that's like a six man of the year winning MVP. Just doesn't happen. Did you guys, but, did you guys see a little uh, Colombian running around with a hook for an arm? <laughs> Sean, I'm not wearing pants. Um, <laughs> no, it's, it's just. Yeah, but uh, no, I mean, it has to be Woody. I mean, like I wrote, I wrote on the sheet word for word, it's Woody, man, till the end of the show's run. I yeah, mean, it is. I, I think I this mean, is just the he showed up. Before we should he showed give up. a runner up from now on. Yeah, I think yeah, for yeah, next yeah. year, because next year it's already written, written in the written in stone. Like yeah. it's, it's, it's in the stars. Show. Or or <laughs> exactly. we change it from away. the Buzz Award to the Woody Award. Uh, oh, that's what we do. We hand out the Woody to uh, the yeah. best side character. There, I would, I would agree with that. Yeah. I just realized that this show has a Woody and a Buzz. I just realized that. <laughs> oh <laughs> my god! Yeah, that is. I've been watching that's a Photoshop. Fifteen years, and I didn't realize. Yeah, is... you know. Oh, and, uh, is, Buzz that... is tall. Uh, uh, what's his name? Buzz, would... that's true. The other that's way true. around would be perfect, but it's it would. It would. It's still it amazing. Would. I wonder if anyone's made that connection. It's the first know. time I've ever I've ever thought. Well, I didn't think of it, Jake thought, but I've never never given it a second uh, second uh, thought about it. that. That's brilliant. I'm gonna do. I'll tag us all in a uh, galaxy brain take. Oh right my there. god, that's yeah. insane. Jacob just mildly redeemed himself for his takes on this. Uh... He already redeemed himself. <laughs> the main okay. it's, it's all right because after this, I'm gonna I'm gonna go watch The Office with my favorite side character, Dwight Schrute. <laughs> yeah. Oh, a tremendous second. <laughs> He's great because Michael Scott's what do you think of when you think of the office? So like everybody else must be the side. <laughs> yeah, they are. Uh, oh, you're being such a fucking Toby right now, Jake. <laughs> hey, Toby was a writer on that show, so a lot of your favorite scenes you probably wrote. Yeah. It. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Let's stop fucking shitting on me. Come on now. Um <laughs> let's let's move on to the Goochberg Award. 
for favorite guest star. And uh, I'm really going to chap Jacob's ass with this one because I went with Boone and Peters, Carl Weathers, and William Devane. And I uh, would have gone with them if you didn't. Yeah, I I love that episode so much. And I love them so much uh, that it, re- it really tickles me <laughs> now knowing that Jake hates them so much. <laughs> But uh, but in all seriousness, like that's just that's always been an episode that has stood out to me. One that always makes me laugh. Um, and I, I thought they were great. Now, I've always I've always kind of wondered this, too. Like if if you were to go up to, uh, you know, William Devane and Carl Weathers and be like, so do you guys remember your time on psych? They'd be like, what? Huh? I mean, the, the older they, guy you, probably doesn't remember anything at this point. Probably. But do you think, like, even, like, if they were still, like, you know, of, of sound mind, they'd ever remember, like, oh, yeah, I was on Psych. I had a great time. I'll tell you what. <laughs> Carl Weathers definitely wins this award for Arrested Development. <laughs> well, he, he was does. great at Arrested Development, yeah. Unbelievable really Arrested Development. Yeah. You got a stew going. You got a stew going, baby. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll, I'll give my thoughts on Boone and Piers when we get to the actual episode. Yeah. Um, so I loved them. I thought they were great. Uh, and Jacob, I won't stand stand for your nonsense, malarkey, mm-hmm. or shenanigans when it comes to this episode. <laughs> but I'm going to give it to John Michael Higgins, uh, Clive Prescott in that episode. He is probably one of the top guest stars in TV history. That guy is in everything and he's always good. In Seinfeld, he's Kurt. Hey, Kurt, taste these eggs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> he's the bald guy. I only uh, eat farm fresh. <laughs> he's fucking amazing. Um, he was amazing in that episode. His back and forth with Sean. And that's another guy that Sean had to tackle that I forgot about. That was his equal in most parts. And when he's yeah. given the speech at the end and he just keeps interrupting him, uh, <laughs> like uh, it's not a real way. If I, if I do it, it qualifies as a way to do something. If you say so, like just like that back and forth, he had a lot of good back and forth with a lot of people this season in, you know, the Viagra Falls episode, Sean two point episode. But like, that was the best like repartee of the season. I thought. I, um, I definitely considered him real quick. I definitely considered him, and I also briefly considered Kurt Smith. Oh, that's, oh man, now I regret now putting. I'm not going to change it. I'm a man of my word, but Kurt Smith. Oh my! Oh my God! Excellent! So, it's so excellent. Good. Um, I mean, yeah. Quick, quick moment for John Michael Higgins. You hit on the nail, the nail on the head, Billy. He's in like everything. everything. Guy's in got everything. guy's got a golden voice too. Great voice actor. Um, I don't know if you guys have ever seen Harvey Birdman, Attorney at Law. I oh, he's yeah, yeah. That. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, <clears throat> but he's great. I've always liked him. He's in an episode of Monk as well. He plays a murderer, actually. <laughs> Our next one. podcast. But he's in a few right. episodes of Community. Uh, yes, he is. Yeah, the the Monk podcast, which will be titled uh, "Here's the Thing." That'll be the Monk. <laughs> <laughs> um, Just monking around. So for me, as much as the look, you know how trilogies are. The third one's always the worst for the most part. So while the Mr. Yin episode, you know, it was pretty highly ranked for me, but that's only because like Ali Sheedy is still pretty good in it. And it's still mm-hmm. a relatively creepy story, but we'll get to that later. Um, but Peter Weller as Mr. Win- as Mr. Yin, RoboCop himself, uh, puts up 20 points in like 10 minutes off the bench. I mean, he really does. In, he's yeah. in like three minutes and excellent ripping off lines here. And they really needed to nail that casting because it's like Sean's mom, like they tease it. And then you're like, all right, well, they have to pay off on that. So who are they going to yeah. get? And Peter Weller was not who I expected, but he does a great job. And it is, uh, you know, very fun. He's, I never really pegged him as a very witty, funny, you know, actor, but he I've seen a ton of stuff with him in it. But yeah. 
a Mars bars to you, Jacob. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, he was, he was excellent. I mean, he was again, out of, out of the, out of the trilogy for me, it's definitely number three. Yeah. Um, and I think it's, I think pretty, pretty definitively it's the second one, the first one and the third, one. but he elevated that episode so much and he was only in it for, for a short period of time. Uh, and same thing with Mary lightly only in it for like two minutes, but just, that's another one we could have, you know, possibly given it to. That's right? true. You know, two minutes, two minutes. Uh, of Mary. I mean, I don't know. I think Kurt Smith is an excellent nah, he's great. Honorable, honorable mention. He excellent. was tremendous. But yeah, Peter Weller, absolutely. You're right. He just, he went, uh, he went Jimmy fourth quarter, Jimmy Butler on that also, episode. Uh, I'm, I don't, I mean, he would actually be more of a side character, but shout out to Nestor Carbonell who had a few mm. really good line deliveries in this season. The Kurt's the Kurt don't they're like, don't go off book. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Well, but you also talk about a guy too who was like he was so good in Sean 2.0, mm. but then really kind of bad in uh whatever the, the name of the follow-up the, episode. Uh, the, the one international espionage one, yeah. Yeah, it was Strabinsky. Um you know, real, real, you know, hot and cold there. But he was he he was great in Sean 2.0. And as Billy said earlier, too, like I, one of the things I liked about season five was again, the guest stars for the most part were excellent. And the, the the Sean having an equal to deal with, and uh, Nestor uh, Carbonell was a great Declan Rand was a great great equal to Sean uh, in that episode. So, do you know what do you know what other show Nestor Carbonell uh, guest starred on? Uh, oh, he was the Tick. Oh, he was Batman. Well, I was going to say Monk. He was on Monk. Oh. He also played a murderer on Monk. Oh, by the oh. way, I'm watching Criminal Minds right now, and literally, I started looking. Like, because they have everyone who's ever been in a psych episode as like a side character has been on there, but they always had them on right after they were on psych. The like the dude who killed his brother, the nine lives episode, like mm. he was in an episode as a killer. And then like the next two episodes of psych that had a guest star, they were in the next two episodes of fucking criminal minds. It was fucking blowing my mind. They also, must have just been pulling him off the off the stage, right? All right, you're gonna go from this set over to this set. We're gonna get you all in one. Big day. shout out, Declan Rand's a great name. Oh, great. it's fantastic! As, as much as much as I as much flack as I gave them for Abigail Lightar, Declan Rand, <laughs> Declan Rand is a fantastic name. They did and a great snap with that one. Speaking of that, the next award is the Long Branch Penny Whistle Award for favorite nickname, and I'll let Jake start if he'd like. I mean, I know you guys loved this season. I thought it was a pretty weak season for nicknames, though. Really? Oh my god! I thought it might have been the best. Uh, I mean, I do. Uh, Gert and Buster is that is that the one that's in the newspaper headline? <laughs> yeah, no, it's the one that um the guy in uh, Not Close Encounters. He's like, uh, oh, yeah. he's like Sean Spencer and Gert and Buster. He's like, it's, it's, it's and like Buster. on the ticker of the uh, of the news because he's on the news. <laughs> okay, that that's what it is. Yeah, yeah. Because I know there there is one where they like solve a crime and it's in the paper and they spell it like not Bruton Gaster. Yeah, Bruton Gaster from the dinosaur yes, episode. Yeah. Uh, I, I guess I, I like John Jacob Jingley Schmidt. That's probably uh, one of my favorites. That's, the, uh, that, that one, that, that and MC Clapio hands. That's this season, right? Uh, yes. Season? Yeah. yeah. I've gotten away with it a couple of times too, where I would set people up and somebody would be like, oh, they changed their name or whatever. And I'd be like, you know, I used to, I had to change my name. And they're like, really? Yeah. It was John Jacob Jingley Smith. <laughs> but you know, the time I went out, there were so many people shouting. Like, that like the the backup to that, and he says it to the father who like is. Are you saying your name is John Jacob Jingleheimer Schmidt? Schmidt. <laughs> it's fucking unbelievable. 
We owe a great debt of gratitude to Sean Spencer and his partner, Gee Buttersnaps. <laughs> no, it's not the right season, but that delivery from Robert Patrick gets me every time. It's so good. Buttersnaps. That, that one was set on a secure army facility. Uh, so I went with Lodge Blackman, and I went with this for two reasons. One, I think it's a great nickname, but two, a hell of a running back in Madden 20. I hell of a running back. Huge pads. Dude could run. Uh, thank you, Billy, for letting him go so I could pick him up. Oh, absolutely. Uh, but the the other the other one I like too was um, what was the G string nickname there from uh, original oh, G string crowd pleaser? Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, just quickly, I'll get to my favorite because you guys already kind of had all of my favorites, so I figured I'd go with a different one. But Jonathan Jacob Jingley Smith, Santonio Holmes, Dion Richmond. Gert and Buster, Chaz Bono, Chocolate Einstein, MC Clap Your Hands, Road Rash, Mellow Rush, <laughs> Mrs. Whittleberry, Crankshaft, G Force, uh, Sure Black. <laughs> oh, I forgot about that. <laughs> I forgot about coming to Holmes. That was a good one. Also, this uh, I should have put this one down too. Control Alt Delete. The gentlemen oh, are on the yes. fl- the gentlemen on the flank are us in like thirty years, twenty years, ten years, whatever the fuck <laughs> it is. Yasmin Bleeth, Lodge Blackman. Mission figs. Just the way that Gus is holding like the uh the donut grabber, the way he clicks it right oh, after yeah. it, like mission figs, click click, kills me. Radio star, Gus J. Gupta, original G string, aka crowd pleaser, and then Don Cheadle Jr. I think it's I think it's season seven or which I'm I'm, I'm we're just waiting for it to come up because I think it's one of the later seasons is Blue Ivy. Wah! No pictures. <laughs> no pictures. Yeah, 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 no pictures. unbelievable. <laughs> that is maybe some of the, like, the one of the hardest times I ever laughed in this. Because that was that was really topical at the time. It too. was. So I think that's why yeah. it was a later episode. I think it was yeah, like yeah, seven yeah. or eight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. So so some great stuff there. Uh, Blueberry Award. Uh, the best gag. And so this this season, I felt like I remember when we were, we were doing the notes. And a lot of the, the the categories that we had gags for was, was was constantly empty, so there wasn't a lot of the typical psych tropes. Uh, but uh, there was still like some really really good gags in it. And so for me, I went with the one from Dead Bear Walking. I mean, I could have there was a number I could have done, but the reason why I chose this one was because I like Dead Bear Walking to me was sneaky funny because it was one I would always just kind of skip over. Mm-hmm. And, and and move on and but then sort of watching it and then watching it with a sort of a finer tooth comb uh I, I ended up laughing a lot and i just loved sean the two things from this was sean versus the hippie and sean being the one that calling out someone for their cleanliness um and then also uh sean trying to prevent gus from uh canoodling with lassie's sister because <laughs> uh, there was a, there was some great one line let it happen yeah, there was some great creepy Gus. There were some great one-liners there, and and just all around, like I legit laugh out, um, you, know, you know, loud moments where, you know, there's a scene where Gus is just sort of creepily, you know, sniffing Lassie's sister's hair. Lassie catches him. He's like, "Are you sniffing my sister?" You know, and uh, you know, the hippie's like, "I make bath salts." Just goes, That's surprising. And then, you mind if I get on my soapbox here? I prefer you get in a soapbox. I showered yesterday. You realize you realize that before today. (laughs) So it was like shit like that, where like it was just it seemed it felt real organic. Like Sean, like Sean being disgusted by someone, 
uh, is hilarious because Sean, as we know, is not, you know, he's, he had corn nuts in his fucking uh, Chargers sweatshirt for Pete's sake. Just uh, not always uh, <laughs> known for his cleanliness. I just, I thought some of that stuff just really cracked me up. Yeah, I loved the uh, Sean 2.0 episode, obviously, and the gag of him trying to find a wedding date yes. and eventually settling on Crazy Gina Ray Pack. But it led me to my favorite quote in the television show's history. Krista, hey, Sean Spencer here. <laughs> yes, I am the one that took you to that Dodgers game. <laughs> like, <laughs> that scene is so good. And then it's followed up with, and I'll touch on it later, but like the humidifier thing oh, yes, kills me. Yeah, I I forgot about you because that that might have been one of the funny the 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 loudest I've laughed at Gus because he's so pissed off and the way he delivers my humidifier looks nothing like a coffee pot you know a coffee maker Sean <laughs> just the, the pissed off look I in know. his eyes and the fact that he's holding <laughs> it was it was perfect. perfect I, I did perfect. I did love the 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 sigh of resignation before he calls Gina and he's like. Yeah. <laughs> Because that's the same person he called in the trunk, right? By accident. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. <laughs> It'll be a blast and wait. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and if so... I eat garlic, then you won't eat garlic, and it'll be really gross later when we kiss. Yes, it will. <laughs> so I went with probably. I think I, I definitely have said this before because when we did season four, I said I'm looking forward to my favorite joke in the entire show. Mama. <laughs> when every single time. I see this, the Friday joke, which is what I, my, my best gag is. My blueberry award goes to the Friday joke. It, it's just masterful stuff. I mean, <laughs> it's so short and so sweet, but the way something about the way Gus cuts Sean off is, is just so perfect. And, and his impression of Chris Tucker is so good. He picks the most random quote. It's true. It's he just does him like banging on the door that, saying, Mama. That and when he, he takes such offense when he says, have you seen Friday? And he's just like, have I seen her? <laughs> like, <laughs> out of all the things, to, there's a million quotes. I kind of like that he went with that one. And also, I do love, I don't really love this episode, but the Cray, mm. that like, just the way they keep saying it. So what's the play, Craig? What do you say? Cray. Craig. 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 We Friday. Yep. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. The only redeeming part of that episode uh, <laughs> uh, I, I liked it a little more than you, but not much more. Yeah. Um, so, so, so good one. I, I, I do, I do, because that is one that definitely sticks out. Is Mama, <laughs> uh, the damn girl, most surprising moment. Uh, Billy, why don't you lead us off, my friend? To me, it was Dual Spires as a whole. Like, I thought the execution of that episode was fantastic from start to finish. I thought it did also have a lot of good twists and turns within the story i kind of had a feeling who it was but they did a very good job of making you guess along the way you know the the scene with um was it randy jackson's son or was <laughs> yeah. it randy jackson i oh, was it randy jackson jr or something yeah, yeah yeah but like that that whole episode the the whodunit part of it i thought really had some stakes to it and it was it was a fun episode yeah i i i definitely you know considered that as well, because there was some there was some great gags in there. I thought as um, as as an episode, it was really well constructed. Uh, but for me, you know, the moment of the season really was you know uh, at the end of extradition to the actual extradition part, mm-hmm. the 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 coupling of uh, Sean and Jules, because we've been building building towards it since episode two of season one. 
right? You had a feeling there was a chemistry between those two characters and the will they, won't they, and maybe our timing's just off and, and all of that. And then and then they get down and dirty and the old lady calls Jules a slut. <laughs> I mean, like, it was, it was, it was done so well because a lot of times these things get botched. They get done too early. Then they break, you know, it, it just, Mm-hmm. A lot of times it's just not done properly and Psych absolutely nailed it. So that was my most surprising moment. Uh yeah, for me it was the 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 twist in, in Mr. Yin. Probably mm-hmm. I mean in retrospect, it's one of those twists that I get pissed off that I never saw coming because it's it's obvious in retrospect. But I do like how Jules is able to figure it out because I think it's a clever spin and also she gets to, you know, look like a badass. Um but yeah, I'd say it's probably it. Finding out that it's Mena Suvari, right? Is that what that is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mena yeah, Suvari. She, Mena Suvari, yeah. And that, she, and that, also, that look she gives in the back of the police, uh, police car, legitimately sinister stuff. Mm-hmm. Like that. Well, so that was that was her best acting in the entire episode. That, yeah, she wasn't that great. She was not great. Um, and, but that was that was absolutely terrifying. For me, the, the, the big twist here, other than finding out who um, uh, Yang was, was the fact that... Or, the father daughter uh reveal mm. yes right to yep. me like oh shit that was that was awesome and the way like um uh, you know uh yang's character you know or ali Sheedy's character came full circle there like for me like that was a surprising was like when she said daddy what the fuck you know yeah, yeah. um so uh my new favorite was that was beautiful <laughs> the whole time <laughs> <laughs> My new favorite award, because this is the me award. This is who I am, who I have become, who I was destined to be, is the best Henry moment. And uh, Jake, you can you can lead us off with this one. Sure. So I just did the uh, entire Yin episode pretty much. I didn't. Yeah. I don't know. But again, we have, we pretty much have disagreed on like everything so far in this season. But I don't feel like this was a particularly present Henry season. Mm-mm. I don't feel like he was in it a whole lot. He wasn't. Um, which he'll make up for spoiler next year. But yeah. Um, I feel like him in the Yin episode, it's it's pretty good stuff because he's you know trying him trying to find that pictures is a is a cool sub subplot. Um, because the picture itself and like the opening scene, really creepy stuff. Like yeah. they did a good job with that. The score has always been well done with the Yin and Yang stuff. Um, but I found him particularly effective in this. I think he gets stronger material next year and more to do. But uh, I found him pretty solid in that episode overall i mean i think i think all your picks are pretty good too because i mean yeah, yeah the, the the basketball scene was a close second oh I almost that, one. that was a good that was good get the i page. actually have the same one as yours jake i had that episode i thought it was his best episode of the season obviously by far uh and really one of his like better ones to date he obviously gets huge roles coming up but he was uh he was really good in that episode you could really feel the father the father in him yeah, it was it was definitely one of his most emotional episodes, and I thought he was like he was really caring and empathetic uh, with uh, Mina uh, Mina's character there, uh, and you know, and then like his just like him like you know willing to just tear the fucking house down to get in there to get to Sean. I thought was was really good, but for me, I went with the cold open from Sean two because I literally laughed out loud and. <laughs> And a large part of this had to do with little Gus because he he's roasting a child and it is fucking brilliant, <laughs> right? When you know he's trying to teach you know Sean and Gus a lesson, and he's like, well, "Gus, no challenge. Gus stinks at basketball," you know. 
And uh, he says, why can't I ever beat him? It's because you have no game cuts. Stick to tap. You know, he's just roasting this little and, kid. And I will say, also, I find a lot of Henry's cold open lessons to fall flat. And not really. Oh, that's yeah, usually resonate. fucking terrible. But this yeah. one's like a legitimately one's good. good lesson. Yeah. Like, you will never get better if you don't challenge yourself with people who can are at, who are at your level. No offense, yeah. guys. Honestly, the thing that makes me cringe about the show, and it's the hardest thing to make me uh, to tell people to watch first, is the fucking counting of the hats. Yes. Oh my god, it really the is the fucking it. dumbest thing ever. Like, I, I want as much as I love Psych, and we probably talked about this in season one, but the pilot's bad. The pilot's not good. It's not pilot's, great. Pilot's really not good. Yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, as far, as far as pilots go, it's not the worst pilot, but yeah. They definitely they 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 saw like, they're gonna change some things they did and and, and for the better, uh, but when he yeets that ball out of Sean's hand, he's like, "Get that weak ass crap out of my house!" And when Gus just goes, "Well, technically it's the banks." Right? Yeah, that's, that's, a, that's a great line. Kid Gus, kid, hot take. Kid Gus has better lines than Kid Sean does. Just playing board gra- Oh yeah, Ch- yeah. The Kid Sean. I, I like the younger version. I don't like this version as much as uh, Joe does. But uh, younger I don't know version you is anytime, really annoying. Anytime I see the kid that played Kid Sean in the middle, the one who actually went on to be like a real actor. Oh, I don't even know who that is. Have you, have you seen the movie Licorice Pizza? No. Okay. Well, if you look look up the kid, I forget his name, but he played middle. Not not the most re- not the until the end Kid Sean. But not the first one, the one in the middle who had kind of like a freckled face. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like actually like done some acting stuff. But every time I see him in something, I'm like, it's Kid Sean. Nobody else knows what I'm talking about, but I'm like, that's Kid Sean. Yeah, 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 yeah. Then that's my that's my favorite iteration of Sean. I think I agree. Yeah, yeah. Um, we agree on. Look at that, right? See who says who says we can't. You know, find 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 middle ground here. Uh, so the Gus don't be a, the lamest moment award here. And, uh, Billy and I, uh, have the same one here. So we'll let you, we'll let you lead off Jake. How kind of you. Um, I know why you're leading off. Cause you want to bury what I'm saying and then have your own spotlight. <laughs> Damn yeah, right. I do. It's your show. Uh, yeah, man. P- Peters and Boone, man. I mean, and really this is less about Carl Weathers and more about, was it William Devane is his net? Yeah. William Devane. We gotta be the same fruit. I'm oh sorry, God. man. I think every every single line, pretty much from both of them, from 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 William Devane, I, I just it did not resonate with me. I just thought it was so hokey, <laughs> and the shtick wore off immediately, and it, it, the the mirroring of them was so obvious. And I think they wasted a, a, a what could have been a good Henry episode. And I'm glad that they took the same general concept of, oh, a guy I worked for might be shady and might be corrupt and made a much better iteration of that in season six. But I don't know, man. I just thought I thought also thought the story was kind of messy with the whole club. And then, you know, he was really trying to help this person. And it was the the guy with the keychain. Like, I feel like and I'll get into this more when we do the, the episode rankings. But this was my biggest issue with this season was I felt like a lot of the twists and a lot of the the recaps and a lot of the crimes were just kind of lazy and really didn't make a whole lot of sense and weren't like, whoa, that was a cool twist. Like I this was one of them I'm like, oh, like, oh, it's the guy outside the tackle shot. OK, like interesting, whatever. But these two needed to be great. And I don't know. I just it their dialogue just didn't really really didn't resonate with me. So I, I really was not a fan of. But in the, the jokes they were cracking, like they got old almost immediately and they just kept hammering them into the ground. So uh, I think I think that's we're on to favorite character, right? That's the next one. 
Uh, so we're waiting for Billy to fix his mic there. So, uh, well, you know what? I think we should just probably go to the next one. No, 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 no. We're going to hammer this because this is by far, right? You want to talk about absolute opposite ends of the spectrum. So you, you go with anything Peters and Boone said to where Billy and I uh, both agree with a fucking bullet that polarizing express is is the lamest moment of this season because this episode stinks and i think it just so happens to be your favorite episode sniff this uh, unit is the best me, part of it it's not my favorite episode it's my top five okay <laughs> sniff this unit is one of the funniest parts of the whole season that's hilarious but other than that i really don't enjoy the episode uh, i think it is pretty lame for the most part um, just even like the transitions in and out of the stuff is not smooth. It's not like classic psych storytelling. So it kind of disappointed me there. And also for those of you who were just listening to this, when Jacob was going on his rant about Peters and Boone, I had to solo lay out him just because I didn't want to be seen on the same page with that take. I was looking at the episode. Google Docs, but I didn't even see you do that. <laughs> I just did one of these. <laughs> well, I, I have nothing to say about Polarizing Express till we get to the ranking. So okay. Uh, okay. All right. Right. Uh, so we're we're almost there. We're we're cooking, boys. This has been a been a fun episode so far. Uh, you know that's right. Favorite character, um, and Pretty so easy. I think this is I think this is unanimous. We all we all with Sean here, and I mean like like I said, this is season five. We're prime psych, and we're we're getting prime fat Sean here, which is my wife's favorite version of Sean because yeah. I think I'd say chubby. Me. Chubby, yeah, yeah husky, 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 husky Sean, Husky Sean, Husky Sean, because Husky Sean is fucking hilarious. Yes, Husky um, Sean's a big fan of the movie Friday. Apparently, oh my god, oh my god, like that's, that 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 one part does fucking kill me. Uh, so I think it's Sean for all of us. Um, this season is all about him. Uh, I think he's gotten the character to a perfect place at this point, and. It's not like a criticism. I think it's kind of a strength of how good they develop the character. So it's so set the jokes in his delivery from like this point on. It was kind of toyed with a lot in those first two seasons, even a little bit in three. And I feel like four and five, it's like now locked in. This is who he is. You know, he'll have like emotional ups and downs, but like the comedic timing and the way he reads as a character doesn't change. And I think that's good. And, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I, I feel like this season two was a bit of a departure because we didn't get we hardly got any like of the, the flashback cold opens in this season. We got a few in the beginning and then they mm -hmm. really they really tapered off. But we also didn't get a lot of the um, the B stories right uh, in this season where you had Sean and Gus doing one thing and then you had Jules and Lassie and you hate you know, that, so. <laughs> do, doing it. Well, yeah, but we didn't get a lot of that because no. at, the, at the very least, those side stories allowed Lassie and Jules to have some solo scenes, you know, by themselves. So we didn't get a lot of that. It was really was the focus was put on Sean and Gus. And even then Gus was definitely had a backseat this season as well. They like, they really put it on Sean. So, I mean, that was the fairly obvious choice there. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to beat a dead horse. You guys said pretty much everything I could say about Sean. Sean was my pick too, so might, might as well just go right past it because that's mm -hmm. you guys said everything I could have. All mm -hmm. right, so before we before we get to how do they rank, we have our last section here that we want to discuss our, our our favorite our top three favorite moments. Who wants to uh, who wants to go first here? William, Krista. hey, Sean Spencer here. <laughs> like that <laughs> scene 
the back and forth, him just having the conversation by himself, like that would be, uh, what do they call that when you go in like your monologue? Like that would be so like my Lillipoo. monologue for a an acting class, mm. just because like uh, <laughs> I proceeded to make like Billy Boy choose Johnson. I I realized that reference is lost on you. What are you doing on Saturday? <laughs> like it's it's so witty, and he's just talking to himself. And then like uh, you know, I came in a half hour early to get stuff done. I was fiddling with our coffee maker for the last half hour, but I think it's broken. We don't have a coffee maker. Like. So good. Then quickly, um, dual spires when they go to see the blind kid. Yeah, <laughs> that fucking kills me. Just when he was like, he, he could have stuck up from behind you. Well, it really wouldn't have mattered either way. Yeah. Uh, and then, uh, Yang 3D, the I like the back and forth, uh, say goodbye to Grover's Corners, I don't blame you, all that kind of stuff. Um, that last act. You know, the, the episode, there's flaws, there's, you know, weird storytelling, whatever. But that last act is so much fun. And it's like 12 minutes. And it, there's a lot of things, a lot of things at play. And I think you feel the gravity of it. I thought that was a very fun scene, especially to end the season. Yeah, that was that was a really good. I mean, pretty much like that, that episode, anything with Peter Weller in it was absolute gold. And uh, <laughs> I completely spaced on the coffee maker gag, man. That that is one of my favorite moments for sure. But I the three that I went with, I went with Sean and Jules. I just again, I've said this before. I thought the buildup was was done so well, and the payoff was was excellent there. Um, Peters and Boone, Viagra mm-hmm. Falls. I mean, that's that's an all timer for me. I just I loved every second of it. But what I really love is is feet don't fail me now. Uh, and, and, and with this episode, when you, you, Lassie tap dancing, you know, especially at the end there, when he comes out with all the fucking kids, that is just, that is such a sight that just fills me with so much joy. And then he's like, I know who's the central, what a rapist is, (laughs) you know? Yeah. And And then, um, in, in the same episode, when you have the Lassie, uh, Gus and the Sean Jules team up, like they're, those pairings, they were they were oh. such an odd couple. They just worked so well. Hamburgers. Why would I say hamburgers? Sean, what have you done today? Uh, yeah, took a nap, had a snack, watched a little fantasy and Phineas Verb. Got tired. <laughs> like that fucking. Oh, yeah. so good. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. I watched Phineas and Ferb the other day and had some pizza. Like you know, that one had some. You know. Yeah. You know? Uh, and then you know the whole double down thing. They're just giving them away. Like. I love that. That episode is so fun. You dry drowning, like, but like the visuals there, and then like we we saw this. Um, it, I think it was season three or season four. Let's do op right, and uh, when Gus is singing, and the look on Sean's face of how proud he is and how like astonished he is to see you know Gus you know as the singing voice of you know Jesus mixed with Fergie uh, was <laughs> absolutely fantastic. But then when he sees Gus tap dancing, he's like. Holy smokes. In real life, you know, uh, Dula Hill is a very accomplished uh, tap dancer. So I love that episode. Those are some of my favorite moments. How about you, Jake? So <clears throat> I'll reiterate. Quay, man. Quay. That whole scene. One of my favorites. Um, Sean and Jules. I think there's a lot of moments for them, but I would say probably uh, the moment at Declan's uh, in the, the spy episode, I think is the one where that, that happens. The button at the end of the episode. Um. Great stuff. Really 
good maturation for Sean, like we discussed before. And then the yin reveal and the whole really house scene, that really whole 12 minute scene, like you said, Billy, I think it's just spectacularly well done mm-hmm. for an episode that really lagged in the first two acts. Um, I think it really it picked up steam very quickly. And pretty much the second that they get in that house, it is, it's breezes right by it's go time. So a lot of great stuff you could mine out of that. Peter Weller just throwing a hundred off coming out of the bullpen. <laughs> really is. Himself. Um, but yeah, I would say uh, probably my, my favorite highlights from the season. Nice, nice. Okay, so so, so not terrible, Jake. Not terrible. No, and, um... we're about to, we're about to get into your uh, your very puzzling decisions here. And now, oh. the, uh, this would basically be the recap of the entire season, episode wise. So let me take the people through the process real quick. Usually starts with a holla and ends with a creamsicle, and then at this time in between, Thundercats. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, so. Yeah, here we are. We we are. How do how do they rank? We we have ranked the episodes sixteen through one. Uh, William, you did all the math and goo here. I will yeah, let you uh, take lead on this. I was gonna say this is a proud tradition for me doing the recap. We will go sixteen to one. Obviously, number sixteen are sixteens. Me and Doc, and then Jacob, you have this at number four, the Polarizing Express. All right, so you guys explain why you didn't like it. Let me let me make my case here. So. The reason this was so high for me is because uh, on the side, I'm a sucker for a good Christmas-themed-ish episode, even though it wasn't really a Christmas episode. It kind of was, but it wasn't. Um, But mainly, I think, like I said, I think this season really lacked in its storytelling, and I think it kind of fell into some familiar grooves. So I really appreciated the way this story was delivered, the Sean hearing the news in his sleep and it kind of being delivered by the characters while things are going on. You know, uh, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of our, our favorite guest star there, who I'm, I'm somehow surprised nobody mentioned. I'm surprised you guys didn't, of course, because you hated the episode. But um, I, I liked I liked that performance as well. Um, I don't know. I just think it was a, a unique way of telling a story that Psych really had not done before. And I appreciated the twists and turns. Also, you know, Sean, for all of his improvements and, and developments, still shows that he can be a screw up sometimes. Because he kind of directly led to this case falling apart, at least at first. Now, I will say this. I do agree in one part about this episode. And that's why it was not in my top three. I think the scene at the end where Sean gets on top of the police car is like one of the cringiest scenes in the show's history. That That is like I I, I do cringe every time I see it. Like yeah. the show, the first like 40 minutes to me are really, really great. And those last like three minutes are like, uh, all right. Like it goes on like twice as long like twice as long as it should um so that i understand that that knocked it down a few bags for me but i enjoyed how things went and also the other thing is i have a hard time believing gus would defuse a bomb by himself but but i'll suspend well, you got the instructions from the guy though sure. yeah i see that i didn't i just it didn't feel like a psych episode to me especially really to your point the ending there is just like yeah that that uh, was a little tough i'll give you that yeah yeah, I, I I'll agree with you, Jake. Though I did like the, the and I mentioned this when we when we did the episode, uh, you know that cool bit of storytelling where he was like the characters would like break character to like you know deliver news that he was like getting in his sleep. Like yeah. I thought that was a really cool device. I did enjoy that. Um, 
you know, I, I, I did uh, enjoy a sitcom Gus dancing that that always gave me gave me <laughs> chuckle. And uh, I do have a thing for Frau Farbizna, Chief Vic. <laughs> like, I don't know. She 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 moves the needle there for oh, sure. Gus doing um, that dance is so funny every time. But that dance that dance is great. It's a great dance. But I just thought, like like Billy said, like this was too much of a departure uh, from what you know a typical psych episode is, and I felt like it was really choppy, and and it, there 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 wasn't great pacing. I didn't think there was great flow to it. Uh, the whole Jules scene I thought was was kind of pointless. Um, there were elements a, of it. I did get like, a kick of, of of the Henry on the couch, like covered in chips. Yeah, that that was that was a good uh, visual. How you doing? Too, but... you do... Oh, oh, that's your new was that your new boyfriend? Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> like long hair. <laughs> that was pretty funny. I like that. All right, so let's go to number fifteen and like fifteen till twelve. We don't really have any discrepancies here, so we can kind of speed through these. One, maybe two ways out for me. Yeah. They can't really do espionage well in like 52 minutes. It's the same oh, guy, too. They did both. I thought he was pretty funny. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I never, I oh, Strabinsky was hilarious. Yeah, Strabinsky yeah. I thought was great. Yeah, everything else was kind of... <laughs> and I didn't realize until we did the show that it was uh, Uncle Rico. <laughs> yeah. I'll oh set God, you on fire funny. without even striking a match. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, was, that doesn't make sense. By yeah, the way, Strab- you have, tell me in five seconds why you're here. I'm going to kill you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll burn the like a match. Strabisky was the lone highlight, you know, of this episode. Um, so I, I had it ranked a little bit higher than you guys. And briefly, the reason for that was I did like the twist. That was the that it was uh, what's his name? Uh, Tom Fong. Tom Fong. Tom, Tom Fong. Oh, yeah. The two watch guy. I thought that was like a clever twist. But I thought the main spy was not very good. I didn't think she did a great job. But um, and that obviously was a huge part of the episode. So maybe if she played it better, or they had a different person cast, it would have been higher. But um, yeah. I thought the surrounding pieces were good. But yeah. the centerpiece was just lacked a little bit. Yeah. Number 14 here, Sean and Gus in drag. And for me, this is one of those episodes where if you know the, how they did cloudy with the chance of remake in season eight, mm-hmm. I yeah. thought this episode, I bet you the creators thought this was a really strong episode. I thought this episode was good, but it could have been great with some tweaks because it had all the makings to be a phenomenal psych episode. And it was just a middle of the road psych episode. Yeah. And this is, this is one where we actually all had ranked very similarly, 10, 11 and 13. The only one that we all had ranked 10 or lower. Yeah. Right. Right. So, uh, you know, it was, that makes us great. Right. That's Mm -hmm. that's right. It, It had some moments, but there was potential there. Like if they had gone like, like, uh, the scene where they're, where they're racing in, in, in the truck. Right. That, that was great. Uh, for instance, for pinks, ownership papers, hot dogs. If they had just leaned into the absurdity of, um, uh, of, um, uh, fucking old man, the fast and the furious, just a little bit more, Mm -hmm. you know, that if they made the ending a little bit better, like that was the thing that the ending was a bit of a letdown. This episode, this, this had the potential to be a much better episode than it was. Number 12. Nope. I uh, skipped over one here. Number 13 in plain fright. Uh, I had this at eight. Doc, you had it at 10. Jake, you had this dead DFL dead fucking last. I did. I did. I just think there's really nothing particularly memorable about this episode. Um, Fair. I think the only thing that was funny was the, we can't just call our parents to bail us out. And he was like, who are you calling? <laughs> he <laughs> calls his dad. Um, no, no, they, they call him. Oh, right. right, right. They call him. Yeah. My favorite part of this episode. Him. 
It's when try to put your arm through the window. He's like, I can't. It's impossible. And he just goes, what? You're not wearing pool floaties. And I, don't know, I, think, I, I think it's very forced. The whole like, uh, yeah. like he, he can't go with Juliet. Like, but God, he can't go with God. Like, what would like, the, like they the know two dates. Other. They tried to do the two dates yeah. and it wasn't a good idea. And they've known yeah. each other for how long? Like, this wouldn't be a problem. Like, I don't know. It just seems so contrived. They to tried me, to do but... casino night. And they couldn't right. do casino night. All right. Yeah. Um. So I don't know. I, I, and also, I really didn't like the whole two killer thing that I, that really didn't make a whole lot of sense to me. That was really far fetched in my opinion. So I, I don't know. It's just it's one that I probably skip over when I'm rewatching. Mm. Fair enough. All yeah. right. Uh, we'll move <laughs> on here to number 12. We'd like to thank the Academy. Uh, I had an 11 doc. You had it nine. Jacob, you had a 12 doc. You had a nine. Why'd you like it? Uh, so I, I like it for, where'd you get them <laughs> kicks? <laughs> Slide them over to me, you know. This is some I, nasty kind of wonderful. I loved him so much. He looks like uh, a fabulous Evan Smith. Yeah, he was he was great, and he was barely in the episode, but he was he was so good. Uh, what what was the character's name? Devries Longsdale. Yeah, he was fantastic. Uh, but you know, Lassie was uh, <laughs> was we gonna get Dicky? <laughs> yeah, we gonna get Dicky. <laughs> Uh, but I thought Lassie was great in this episode, and and I loved uh, Ralph Macchio again, another really really good guest star. Like I said, this is like right, right, right in the middle there. You know, um, it I thought it had some really great moments. I thought it had some good character growth, especially with um, with Macchio's character there, uh, who returns a few times. Yeah, once. there. I mean, it wasn't without a couple of plot holes, you know, mm-hmm. um, and some silliness there with with the kid and the gun, right? Like that wasn't believe the shootout, right? Wasn't believable. <laughs> but Devry, man, like I don't know, he was just like I'm loving them in a silly kind of way. Just gets me every time. Uh, silly, I mean, nasty, probably for me the most memorable part of the episode is the when they pulled over Lassie for speeding. <laughs> yeah, <you're right. laughs> that gets me every time. I don't know. Maybe drinking? he has been drinking. <laughs> Uh, all right, and then like 27 and 25. <laughs> <laughs> law is law. So let's yeah. get to this one, number 11. This is probably the biggest discrepancy anyone's ever had on a list. Um, yeah. it is. We'd like to thank the cat. No, I just did that one. Uh, scratch that. Excuse me, fairy tale. I had it 14. Doc, you had it 15. Jake, you had it one. Uh, you've kind of explained why you like yeah, it. I was gonna say, I've explained myself. Yeah. Plot holes galore. I mean, this is this was one of the first times watching a psych episode where I'm like, I'm just scratching my head, go, why, why? That doesn't, mm. you know. It was just there was. There's a, Billy likes to make fun of me for not having fun, and uh, you know I I do have some. Doc like, really, likes to take really, things you're seriously. Really beat, you're really <laughs> yeah, beating those I, allegations right now. Right, I do. I do have some persnickety nitpicks at time, but like. The nitpicks in this episode, the plot holes in this episode were just so glaring. It was, it was, it was to me, it was really dumbfounding how lazy it felt almost every step of the way. That's not to say it didn't have its funny moments because it did, but like Kai McBride, you know, uh, Chai McBride was, he was a fine guest star. He had a couple, but then like his character, like, shifted so many times throughout this episode he went from being you know like a loser to a player to top dog it was just this episode just fell all over the place uh it just was not my cup of tea at all yeah similar thoughts not as strong i think i didn't 
hate it. It had the Friday stuff, but I'm trying to like rack my brain for other stuff that I really enjoyed other than the Friday stuff. And there wasn't too much like off the top of my head. And I can usually have a pretty good recall of a lot of psych episodes other than just like when he's like doing the like just repeat exactly what he's saying. Well, like tough at the end. And like, that's about it. Or the only other thing I can think of is when Gus loses his seasick <laughs> dispatch. Yeah. <laughs> Right, there was some good physical comedy well, also, there. Yeah. Lasseter is willing to sacrifice Sean. He's pretty much like, oh yeah, uh, you know, yeah. But that's that's every episode with uh, Lassie and Sean. <laughs> well, that well, not every episode. Remember, he has a side character, so he's not in every one of them. True, 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 true. true. <laughs> uh, number ten. You make like a strong they're... case for this being your last recap, Jacob. <laughs> you uh, no, <laughs> you he's he solidified of, it. With you kicked me off in season three and season four. So. <laughs> He, I, I, just, I forget. No, he solidified it in the title sequence. Yeah, I mean, you know. uh, number 10 here. Um, we talked about this one a little bit already. Uh, Dead Bear Walking. I had it seven. Doc, you had it eight. Uh, Jake, you had it 14. It just has a couple of really good lines. I love when he's doing the breakdown of uh, the, the polar bears that escape, what they might be using for nourishment, <laughs> <laughs> transportation. Yeah. We're going to need 1,000 fish fillets yeah. uh, with tartar sauce. Yeah. <laughs> you want to cook? No. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then what else did we have here? That was 10. Number nine, Yang in 3D. No, Yang 3 in 2D. Um, we have this pretty low, Joseph. We had this at 13, 13. Jake had it too. Um, I think this is probably at least now going over the whole season in totality. My biggest wrong rank i probably should have ranked this higher because the last scene is fantastic yeah you know and 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 like i said earlier like i went i i didn't go strictly by um how i you know graded them you know each episode Mm -hmm. i I, you know the ones that were very similar i i kind of then went with sort of my gut so yeah maybe 13 is is a bit low for this episode but it's it's not top 10 for me so it's it's somewhere in this ballpark so whether it was 11 12 13 you know i I think jake being here helps the list because i think if we submitted this list to anybody and we didn't have yang in 3d in the top 10 we wouldn't look like good psych fans not that i'm opposed to that because it's not like my true feeling it would probably be if i re-ranked it around 10 but uh this is why some, we of the, some of the subsequent rankings are also problematic. Yeah. <laughs> but, I, but I think despite what we had at rank, I, I, I think this is where Jake's high rank actually kind of helps it a bit because yeah. it coming in at number nine, it, it, considering all the other, I, it's probably right where it should be in yeah. all honesty. Right. So like, this is one that like, uh, you know, got actually, you know, belongs right there. Yeah, and then number eight, Extradition 2. We talked about the importance of this episode. Jake ranked it as such. Number three, this is um, you know the episode where they get together. Yeah. For realsies. That's, and that's only, also a Despero episode. There's only one bad Despero episode, and we're not there yet. So. Nope, not yet. <laughs> nope. But this wasn't it wasn't as good as the first one either, right? So I think this is much like the Yang. It kind of goes in order, right? One, two, three, you know. And we're talking about the Indiana Jones one was the bad one, right? Oh no! I'm talking about the Harry Potter one. Oh, I love that one. I don't like that one. That's fucking great. I think that's a, like he's not that good in it, but the jokes well, in that are Ian Ian Jones one's not great either. No. That's that's not good either. Yeah. All right. Uh, number seven. This was the one with our guy here. Chivalry is not dead, but somebody is. What's his name again? Clive Michael. John Michael Higgins. Clive. Prescott. <laughs> Clive Michael Prescott. Um, 
this was my number three. I always, this is one of my favorite ones to just put on when I want something to feel like at home and comforted by. Cause like the back and forth, the repartee, the episode just flies by Jacob. You had this 15 documented yeah. since. I think it's a pretty weak episode, honestly. I mean, other than John Michael Higgins, who I think is really the saving grace for it. Um, if it was anybody else, it probably would be last. But... Gus is just trying to get some sweet, sweet nookie off his old auntie. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that there, there were some good lines, but I thought that pretty much everybody but Sean Gus and, and uh, Clyde Prescott, there's just they gave me nothing. Like this, it was not really a particularly memorable episode. Mm. The twist was okay at the end, but I think. Anytime Clive was on the screen was good, but mm-hmm. beyond that, and again, again, bad episode of Psych, or at least an episode I don't love, I'd still watch most of the time. So the only one that I will straight up skip is the Fright, uh, In Plain Fright, but this one's fine. I mean, it's, it's Henry, okay. I still Henry was pretty good in this episode, too. He had a couple of moments. Oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. One more Chandler Big style. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, this was, this was one of those episodes where I think, like, the comedy definitely – uh, outshine the the actual crime part, uh, but man, it was the comedy in this. Just the laughs was so good, and you you also had Gene Smart in this, who I thought was great, and the, just the whole thing. I think Sean and 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 uh, what's his name? Uh, they were they were they were just so perfect together. That's why I had it ranked as high as I did. All right, number six, Romeo, Juliet, and Juliet. I had this nine. Doc, you had it five. Jake, you had it six. To me, it just is not hilarious enough to go super high for me, but it is for me as like I consider this having eight fantastic episodes. Um, this being my ninth, it's not a slight. So this is I, my wife's favorite episode this season. And she she is I love watching this episode with her. I've mentioned this before. There's a scene where they're being chased and they're trying to escape, uh, you know, whatever tan. And Sean's like, I could I, I can jump that fence. And he runs, he jumps kind of sideways, kind of spiders and then just falls down. I've never heard her laugh so hard <laughs> in my life. She absolutely loves that. But this also has one of my favorite lines where uh, uh, Master Wu isn't affiliated with those hooligans, you know, like. I, I, this episode is it's and the a great water way. fountain, yeah, yeah, because <laughs> he's black. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then Ken, when they keep bringing Ken in, he's like, That's offensive, right? Oh, like, my God. like, I thought this was a great way to kick off the season. It, 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 it with Jewel, the whole Jules angle, I thought was great too. But this is this is sentimental, sentimentally got a, got a high pick for me because of, um, you know. I love watching it with Megan. It's I know it's one of her favorite episodes, and I think just overall, it's it's a great story. The comedy's great, um, and uh, it, it, and especially like the the montage at the end or the fight scene at the end with the uh, with the music was great. Uh, yeah. Quick aside, real quick aside, if I were to write a Psych Four movie, I know or maybe five because I think four is already in the works. I would one hundred percent have Ken in it as mm-hmm. not not a bad guy, but like he started up his own private mm. eye thing and like they come to help or something or vice versa like he's the top private eye in the new place that good. they're in and he needs then his flowers he, does. he needs his flowers and he was hilarious and yep. then i would somehow involve crazy gina ray pack and that would be like my pitch for psych five um, <laughs> that would be great so i uh real quick on this episode um good stuff i also sneaky good chief fic episode she comes in a couple scenes mm. Really is part yeah. of her. She's really one of the ones who encourages Juliet to get back at it. I mean, yep. 
because no Carlton doesn't. <laughs> it's in, I think it's the next episode's feet don't kill me now, right? Oh my god! Yeah, 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 yeah. He has that line which said she was on vacation and Buzz goes, yeah, yeah. "She was on stress like mandatory leave. stress leave." Yeah. Yeah. He goes, "Tomato, tomatoes." She was on stress. <laughs> that was that was a great one. <laughs> oh, sorry, I know I'm jumping ahead. I know we've got no. I think we're good. Number five, not even close encounters. Uh, I had this at five. Doc, you had this at seven. Jake, you had this at five. This one's just like nonstop polarity. This is like a perfect psych episode. They have the Katie Lang stuff, uh, which absolutely <laughs> this is like this is haircut make me look like I should be singing constant craving. Freddie <laughs> Prince Jr. is a delight, and just like the whole like nerd embracement is yeah. the only thing that I hate is the writing at the end. This is actually cringeworthy with like Freddie Prince Jr. and like his model wife that doesn't know. Yes, like, that that whole thing was cringy. Everything else about this episode, a plus. I did find oh. it. I did find it very on brand that he's supposed to. He's like a fake sports fan. And no offense to my guy, love him to death. But he would have a Danny Woodhead jersey, not like a, <laughs> like a star player. Yeah, he would just have a Danny Woodhead jersey. Um, also, talk about like. A, like you know like you have tough years for mvp yeah. like oh man like this guy could have won it but like look at the guys ahead of him right. how did Freddie prince jr not get mentioned in best i guess? know he was great too. yeah he was great <laughs> i think he it was real pre-damage to my molars <laughs> when he's taking the puff of the uh of the inhaler she doesn't even know you're asthmatic she never will oh, oh and when she walks down the stairs for the first time and you get creepy guts i mean it's just uh <laughs> Very what, nice. What am I tapping? Or what is it? You know, did I tap that? Like yeah. you, you are right. You're right though, Billy. It does knock it down a couple pegs. The ending is, is a little too contrived. Yeah. yeah. But other than that, like I forgot how good he was in that. He's great. Oh, yeah, he's great. I've watched a whole season of Babylon Five. Like, oh come on. Yeah. yeah Battlestar Galactica. Yeah. Oh, Battlestar Galactica, yeah. hundred percent cringe. All right, then feet don't fail me now is our number four. It was my number four. Doc, it was your number three. Jake, it was your number ten. Uh, this one just overall hilarity. I think the uh, the mixed doubles, um, when they switch partners, it's always fun. This one was legit, like they were together. And this one it happens again, kind of in Neil Simon's Lovers Retreat, which is an all time episode, but they do it really well here. Just the back and forth with Sean and Jules, and Lassie and Gus aren't as good together, but that's not again a disservice because. The episode actually at points they might even be better like the, the tap dancing so it really is a fun episode now we're going to go back to the station i'm going to grab my markers we're going to we're going to take a look at all the numbers we're going to extrapolate the data that doesn't sound fun at all who said work should be fun ron jeremy for starters <laughs> <laughs> i think like, uh quickly the reason i had this a little bit lower than you guys was everything around the main story was great the Lassie Gus stuff was great. The Jewel Sean stuff was was great, but I think the the killer stuff wasn't. Oh, it was awful. She was good. a terrible no, killer. It was pretty bad. So oh, yeah. if it was a better storyline with that, it could have been top three or four for me. But I think the, I'm not here to play twist and pull. I did like yeah. that other girl though. She was <laughs> oh, kind of funny. Oh yeah. I, so it, it was, I, yeah. I, I didn't the killer mind. was terrible. Also, a rare, a rare vulnerability moment for Jewel's there too, where she's oh. like. She's, yeah, she didn't want to do it. Yeah. Starting to get yeah. competitive. Yeah. yeah. Um, I thought I thought the um the story was fine, but the actress, they, they just they just got the wrong actress there. Yeah, they, they did not do well with killers this this season. She like, was like oh, a Gwyneth Paltrow. Yeah, they all kind of sucked. They all were yeah. not that good. She was a real millhouse. Yeah. 
Again, though, again, they make up for it in season six. Yeah. And they yes. do a really good job of the jokes in that episode, too. And then we'll get to this one was kind of highly ranked by all of us, considering um, yeah. number three, Dual Spires, probably one of their best, if not their best homage. Uh, to me, again, there's six Hall of Fame type episodes for me in this season. So this is number six. It's at the top of that, uh, the bottom of that list, I should say. Doc, you had two. Uh, Jake, you had eight. Yeah, I know the reason I had it lower is because, again, like I said to you guys, off air and on air, I don't, I've never really watched Twin Peaks. Mm-hmm. So I even, but I was able to still pick up on some of the homages they were doing. And like I said, Ray Wise on the screen, I'll watch anytime, forever, how, for however brief it is. Um, but it was still, you know, that's one of the reasons I love Psych is because when they try, they tried different stuff like this it's not like a not like a, a little nod to it it's straight up it's called dual it's a whole thing yeah <laughs> yeah yeah lodge like, you know. blackman like that's the black lodge and also yeah. like also can you tell me where the closest cinnamon festival is because i would love to know. Oh, monkey bread man <laughs> like oh you, oh, you guys found the monkey bread <laughs> like God. i will say though i'm sure again i'm sure it's a twin peaks homage but the ending scene is really uncomfortable like yeah, 100 twin peaks yeah but i was gonna say i know it's an homage so i can't really knock it too much but it's a really good episode really well acted they got mm-hmm. like i'm pretty sure they got like everybody to come back for it right almost like everyone. nine or ten guest yeah. stars yeah. or something so like, yeah, like crazy. Yeah. They did and the, ever, the everwood stuff right yeah so, yeah. yeah good stuff yeah i thought i thought uh i thought a story wise i thought the story was great the comedy was great the pacing was great the the easter eggs you know everything about mm-hmm. it to me was 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 darn near perfection i i absolutely loved it you know and uh you know again like ray wise like ray wise was great it's like oh it was a miracle from god no i saw jules and uh Lassiter yeah. pulling up you know it was like it was him sort of poking fun at you know being a priest that i thought was hilarious as well so everything about this to me was was perfect and then my all-time favorite psych episode, I had it number one this season. Doc, you had it four. Jake, you had it nine. Sean, 2.0. And just my quick piece on this, it start to finish is a great Sean episode. You know, it's his first attempt to really make an honest chance of asking Jules out. He gets one up. I think we've all kind of been there. And the journey that he goes on through the story, the crime isn't that compelling but Declan pretty much is the guy you think is going to be the murderer and they do a really nice job of actually kind of swerving that all the comedy is fantastic and they have one of the best easter eggs in this episode because the book Eternity the fake book that he's reading on the cover is him as jewels as vampires yeah which I remember you pointed out when we did the episode because I never picked up on that um, this was an episode that was never really one of my favorites but I'm you had for the first several seasons of the show, just constantly talked about how this is your favorite episode. And then, um, cause it'd be one that I would just sort of you know, gloss over, but then rewatching again, you forget how good Kurt Smith is. You mm-hmm. forget how good the, you know, the interaction between Declan and Sean is and the jewel stuff and how it, it really perfectly sets up, uh, you know, you know, Sean and jewels for when they, when they do come together. Um, the killer again was weak, yeah. right? That was that was to me like one of the, the not problems. only was the killer weak, but I really did not appreciate the whole like trying to make it briefly seem like he was the killer. Like, they like made it. like because Declan was near the dead body, like, ooh, is he involved? Because Sean wanted him to be involved. That was a bit of a bridge too far. That yeah. was, I was like, all right, but they've I mean, already the, kind of set him up for again, it. Again, the killer concept was interesting. That was right. like an interesting concept. It is they just not they didn't execute it well. 
And yeah, that, that, that was a big issue for me the whole season, obviously. All Another right. Gwyneth Paltrow-esque looking actress. That is actually yes. A, this is, this is and the I want to say yeah. she was also in Criminal Minds. Oh, 100%. Yes. That yeah, she yeah, was yeah. Uh, the wife of um, Hotch. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah, fucking knew it. My yep. God. Wait, maybe that was the other one. I don't know. It was no, no, one no. I, no I, I'm pretty sure she was Hodge's wife. Okay. It, yeah, she bit the bullet on that one, too. Um, <laughs> but either way, that's our two. And then it's not as big as discrepancy as number 11 or number 16, but our number one Viagra Falls, my number two. Uh, I always, I didn't like the, uh, this and Sean 2.0. I didn't like it first viewing because Sean wasn't having a lot of success in the episodes and I was in a bad place in my life at the time. But now in a better place, I look at both of these episodes as like overcoming obstacles. It's fantastic. Jake, you had this at 11 though. I mean, I, I think it's pretty obvious yeah. why. Um, <laughs> you, you hate the two guest stars with all your heart. Well, again, let me, let me clarify. I do not hate Carl Weathers by any stretch. And I'm sure William Devane's a very fine person and <laughs> done a lot of work that is much more highly acclaimed than anything that I can remember. But this episode's just not good for either of them. I don't. I think honestly, I think they were both miscast, and I think the idea was not good to begin with. Um, I might watch it tonight. <laughs> that's fine. And I think you know, Carl Weathers is good in anything, so I'll watch him still. But and that's one of the reasons why I won't skip it when it's on. TV. When he throws his fucking shoe out, <laughs> I just think need that slipper. The 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 accent from William Devane is just so overplayed, <laughs> and it just goes right through me by like. 10 minutes into the episode. I, it's a high um, ratio of listening and not talking. <laughs> I mean, I can see why you like it, but yeah, it's not. not <laughs> You're eyeballing my watch. Yeah, yeah. Exactly yeah. My... You're making my point, son. Oh, I you love know, it. If you ain't got no parents, I'd love to take you in. I, have my <laughs> I do. And I'm in my thirties. <laughs> I'd love to take that. That's a good line. I'll give you that. <laughs> I'm going to need you to uh, go pick up my dry clean and pick up two bakers of glazed. Oh, my God. A box of <laughs> For the love of God, I'm a cop. I'm yeah. a detective. Sure oh you God. are. <laughs> oh, man. A- absolute awesome stuff there. So, I mean, I think I think the list the list shook out the way it was supposed to, despite Jake. Uh, really no, he balanced it out. I'm, I'm happy that we get Sabotage Yang. it. I'm happy we get Yang into number nine. That that's nice. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, uh, upon retrospect, I think we both because we both had it at thirteen, we probably could have ranked it a little higher, maybe switched it around with. Because I will say, if you look at our list, it would not be probably what a traditional psych list would be. Because I bet you a lot of people who are fans of the show, like the not necessarily surface level fans, but I guess female fans, <laughs> like I don't know, like the people who care about more of the rom com ish stuff. Like extradition two would probably be super high on a lot of people's like lists and Yang 3D. Like maybe maybe uh, you know the rom com is the wrong thing, but definitely like people who value the the comedy in this over anything. Like I think our list would suit them more than somebody who's like more for the whole show. Right. Yeah. So that that is it, folks. That is that is our season five recap. Uh, we will invite Jacob back for season six, despite my despite my uh, uh, he's earned it, my misgivings. But he has earned it. We love Jake. We and uh, he, he always he, <laughs> <laughs> he brings a, he brings a different perspective, which is great because uh, uh, it, it balances us out a little bit. But I had a lot of fun, guys. I hope you did too. And of um, we we start off hot. 
We start off hot with season six with Sean versus Darth Vader, followed up by uh, Last Night Gus, which is an absolute all-timer. So I can't wait to start season six. Billy, I hope uh, you're as excited as I am. And Jacob, uh, when we see you again in six months, yeah, uh, was it April? I'll see you sometime in October. Yeah. Will this will this be? Bef- this should be after your wedding. Uh, depends on when you start. If you keep, <laughs> if, you, if you're, if you, if you do a regular schedule, it should be like September for this episode. But we'll yeah. see. I know, exactly. I know, you got some some travel conflicts, all that stuff. So oh, yeah. as long as you're not getting to me the first week of November, I should be available. Okay. Okay. All good. Right, we'll for, try. Those, for those listening, Jacob. Uh, is is getting married? So big big congratulations! Big Thank congratulations to him. Thank you. All right, folks. So Have until... a nice time, boys. thanks again. Oh wait, uh, how should we end this? I, I'm off my game. Uh, wait for it. <laughs> Frank says hi. <laughs>